You are listening to The Edge, a podcast for personal development junkies and visionaries living right at the precipice of oh shit meets fuck yeah. I'm Nadia Munda, an embodiment and relationship coach and a lover of all edges. Stick around to listen to raw, unpolished conversations where we explore our personal and collective edges in all their erotic glory. Okay, you guys, I'm here with Sophie Josefina. I am just ready. I'm ready to ask so many questions. I'm ready. I have her and I have not, we we're due for an update. So you guys are going to get the live update over here. Um, I feel this woman, you know, it's such an interesting experience because I feel so deeply connected to her when we are like landed and talking about things. And then at the same time, we're just like on other sides of the planet and we're doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. And we often aren't connected for months. And, um, this little stint has been that it's been a few months. I feel since we've really had like a heart to heart, like what's going on in your life. Right. Um, and I know so much has been happening for you in your world. Um, and I wanted to have you on, you know, to, to talk about some of these things. And I think both of our lives, we have this parallel of, you know, just working with um, our bodies and how mm-hmm. our bodies are um, just an interesting thing to navigate when we are also mm-hmm. trying to show up in service in the world. And so um, I'd love to just hear from you sort of as a combo of like a little update on what's been happening Mm -hmm. for you the last few months with your health and your body. And then also, yeah, just starting to contextualize it around this conversation of how do we as, as, as women entrepreneurs balancing our masculine and our feminine balancing our, our vision and our presence, (laughs) how do we work (laughs) with what the body we were born into, you know? Yeah. 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 Hmm. So for people who may not know me as well, I, I work with masculine feminine energies and, um, I started my business two and a half years ago and I've been chronically ill for the past 10 years. And, um, it was really nice when I quit my corporate job because I, I just couldn't be somewhere from 10 to six. Uh, that was just impossible. My body is not that predictable, does not fit in that mold. And um, a lot of my health got better when I quit my corporate job. It got better when I could give myself the flexibility. And a lot of it just slowly over the past decade has gotten worse and worse and worse. And what has happened in the last few months is that I, uh, half a year ago, I got the diagnosis of endometriosis based on a bunch of MRIs, and I was so grateful to find it because I'd been in such excruciating pain every 10 days mm-hmm. for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, there it is, an answer. It's in all the places where I'm in pain. Let's do this surgery. And um, I had the surgery four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and um, I wake up from anesthesia and uh, this random doctor tells me that I'm completely clean and there's nothing. And they see that in about 2% of the cases. And that was just the biggest blow, the biggest blow, because I really went into that thinking, everything's going to be fixed. I'm going to be better. We know what it is. 
and it actually wasn't there. And so I like playing with the concept of Sky Daddy, which is my version of God. Mm-hmm. And all I thought is, what just happened? Yeah. Why? Why? I actually have to go home with the same problems. And after the surgery, I think because my body was just in shock, I, I got a lot of complications. I think I was in the ER five times in one week. Wow. Um, yeah, I got neurological complications. Luckily, there's nothing wrong. They don't have any scary diseases, but I can't feel my right leg. I have all these like weird symptoms that are popping up. And, and every time I think I'm done with this health journey and that I've figured it all out, it just manifests in a different shape. Mm. Mm. It manifests in a different shape. And the reason why I'm really grateful to talk to you today, Nadia, is because I think we live in a world that equates health to being in alignment. Mm. Yes. And and I don't experience it as that. Yeah. Um, and, and I've noticed people looking at me or, or giving me advice or hearing my story and just assuming that my body's doing these things because mm. I haven't processed trauma because I'm not in alignment somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that the, the tricky thing about all of these things is that there's truth to it mm. and we have to be careful to not overuse it. Yes. And, and <laughs> yeah, there is truth uh, to it. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. I, I had fake epileptic attacks until I quit my job and then they stopped. There was something to that, absolutely. Right, sure. And sometimes we're plain old, just unlucky. Yeah. yeah. And to fit that, I think, in in the spiritual thinking that I surround myself, and I'm sure you also surround yourself with, of like, you are the creator of your universe, you're the creator of everything. And like, your outside world reflects your inside world, which, of course, there's a lot of truth to it, unless we overuse it. And I've really learned that in my health journey of just what, when am I in control and when am I being danced with? And I have the only option to surrender to it. Mm. So yeah, that's a little update. <laughs> just, just a little update. Wow, there's so many things I wrote down. I'm like, woo, there's like very, <laughs> quite so many directions we could go. Hold on, let me feel into it. Well, there's a few things I want to highlight in what you said, because there's some nuggets mm-hmm. just even in there that were so, that hit me to the core. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> part of why... I so wanted to have this conversation with you and I thought, okay, well, having it recorded, it'll be even better, but I just wanted to have the conversation with you because I do <laughs> feel um, so much parallel in my journey with, with my yeah. uh, body as well. And the idea of predictability, like the way that mm-hmm. the, the world is set up, society is set up for a mm-hmm. predictable rhythm is of course so masculine, right? It's like, oh yeah, every day you're the same at from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And you know, there's there's you don't have cycles. <laughs> there's no such thing. <laughs> and um and I think that's not even just for a female body, even mm-hmm. for you know everyone else. There's there's cycles that I think they're not paying attention to as much, but maybe just for us as women, because it often shows up as an actual period cycle. We're a little bit more attuned, but really everyone is a cyclical being. And so this idea that we have to be pushed into this predictability box is in and of itself a prison of our own making. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was really important. And then this whole idea. Can I just respond to that? Oh yeah, totally. Go for it. (laughs) Just interject. Just stop me in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) 
that. So the Dutch are very famous for doing that. So I apologize. <laughs> oh no, go oh go for it. Um, the unpredictability is such a big piece because what I'm working on in myself right now is de-shaming mm. all the times I thought, oh damn it, I was supposed to be at the dentist in an hour and I can't. Yeah, and and. I've been writing a post about the things I've learned from being chronically ill. And one is just receiving an incredible amount of disappointment, mm. judgment, people thinking you're flaky, people thinking you don't respect their time. Yeah. And I get where they're coming from. I'm not judging the other side. I totally get it. Mm. And and it's really hard when there's innocence mm. and just a body that is just unpredictable as hell. Like I will feel great on Tuesday and on Wednesday, like wake up and just being in excruciating pain. I can't even think straight and can't look at my phone, right? It's just so out of nowhere. And I'm not the yeah. only person that's going through that. And things like my dentist is so angry with me because yeah. I've had to cancel three times in a row. And I get it. I get that that's hard to deal with. And yeah. I don't think that we are aware enough in our society that there are people that, you know, with 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 physical illnesses, with mental illnesses, with ADHD, like whatever, there's so many reasons that we might be unpredictable and it doesn't always mean flakiness or disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something I'm really struggling with of like really removing the layers of shame of all the times I've had to let people down mm. of like, Oh, but I truly couldn't do differently. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you, you interjected with that because it, you know, it sounds like you, you went through it like externally. And for me, I had the same mm -hmm. thing and I'm still in the process of de-shaming myself, but it was very internal judgment. Mm -hmm. So I actually forced myself to still show up when I wasn't okay Ooh. for many years. And it was just like drilled into my, my mind and my psyche that it, if you don't show up, it's, 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 it's about you, right? Like this is, you're not a good person. You are like, like all the judgments that you listed, yeah. I had about myself. And so I would override my body mm -hmm. and I would always be like the needs of everyone else are more important, at least when it comes to this other areas, I'm, I'm okay. I can hold it <laughs> but for whatever reason, this area with my body, because just like you, I'm like, I'm okay on a Tuesday. And I feel like complete, like I'm going to die on a Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I even explain this to someone? And so I think it's so important that we're bringing this up because we know if you and I are having this and had this, that there's so many other people out there who are struggling yes. with this quietly and silently. And for me, it was even unconsciously for a while. Mm -hmm. Then it became conscious and now it still sometimes happens. I still go, oh no, I can't, you know, I've already rescheduled three times. I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Like not even an option. And my partner has been actually such a, a, a good, a big teacher for me around this because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's just like, nope, I'm not <laughs> doing it. The energy's not there, you know? And I'm like, God, mm -hmm. I wish I was more like you. Right. And so we always get paired with people who have that medicine for us. And so I get to watch him and it's really given me slowly. I'm still not so great at it, but more of a permission slip to go, you know what, actually like, yes, I, it is going to disappoint the other person and there may be judgment, but my body is my number one priority. And I have to, I have to do that. Of course, being an embodiment teacher, like I'm you know, dr drinking my own medicine around this piece. 
Um, and that's part of why this conversation I feel is so important is that there is so much rhetoric out there in the world about, you know, especially women um, and their relationship to their bodies, but more specifically around how their bodies like look. You know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of people who work with women around healing their relationship to their, how their body looks. And I'm like, okay, that's a very important piece, but what about also the, the, how us having judgment about how our body functions? Yeah. Right. And that's, I don't see people talking about that. I feel like it's a really important conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so the body as a machine, <laughs> I think that we, we have this world that's set up at this point and not everywhere in the world, but let's just say the Western world, the one that we inhabit primarily really views the body as a productivity vessel. And I'm curious as you've been navigating this journey of ups and downs with um, just different ways that your body is and the way that your body expresses her needs how what how have you come up against this whole concept of the body as the machine and what what so feels really alive because it's such an interesting thing you hear it everywhere right in every scene of like biohacking and like oh, yeah. ultimate performance and all these things and i'm always like my body doesn't feel like that. It's a much deeper consciousness than if I just throw a supplement in, it's going to get better. <laughs> and it's much, it's much, a, yeah, it feels like a much richer consciousness than that, than, than a machine. And I've like, we need to fix our body so that we can do everything that we want to do. I don't, I don't experience life that way. I experience my body decides what I get to do in a day. <laughs> and I have a decision whether I respect that and honor that and, 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 and listen or whether I push through that and deal with it a few days later. And and so I don't, what I find, often find hard in, in kind of these personal development scenes and, and, and this like very much like you're so in control of your body. It's not my lived experience. I feel the opposite. Mm -hmm. And for, I mean, I've been sick for 10 years, for many, many years that frustrated me so much. I felt like I wanted to do so much with my life and I couldn't because my body would stop me. And now it's flipping. Mm -hmm. My body is this consciousness, this beautiful thing that that is my medicine, that is my teacher, that is something I need to bow down to. It's not something I need to hack and pretzel so that it will um, perform. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's not performing for me. And and my I've had, I've led a very successful life. I have a good business. I've always been quite successful in my work. I don't see the evidence that I need to be productive or I need to function at a high level physically in order to be successful. My life is, I've, I've never been healthy and I live a very nice life. And so I, I just don't see that reflected. And so I, in my lived experience, it doesn't feel like that. I'm not in control of this body. I, I get to listen to it. It's my medicine. It's my, it's my Oracle. It's something I don't, I barely understand. Mm. And it demands respect. That's what I feel like. It demands respect. The moment I do not respect it, the moment I, I, I treat it with judgment or fear, or or trying to ignore it, it'll it'll demand my attention. It'll demand my heart. Yeah, yeah. And 
and it's been the biggest teacher of my life. And I, I am almost grateful for almost <laughs> partially grateful for, for that. This is my dynamic because I, you know, love wise, I feel really stable emotionally, spiritually, financially. I feel very stable in all those places yeah. except the physical. And I love that. I love that. Somebody once told me, they said the flesh is slow Ooh. and that's what it feels like. Right. I can spiritually deal with things very easily or mentally, emotionally deal with things very easily. But the flesh is slow. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. And I'm in this world with that flesh bag, so I'm going to have to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What what happened? And I know it's not always just like an overnight Mm -hmm. thing, but what happened that shifted that for you? You know, from the idea that, hey, my body is an obstacle, a challenge to my body is my oracle. I was so sick and I did all the things that especially the spiritual scene was recommending. So oh, yes, I was doing <laughs> <laughs> with, I'm saying this with all due, with all respect, but I was yeah. Joe dispenza and it wasn't working okay. and everybody was saying just Dispenza more. And I was just getting sicker and sicker. And I spent, I think like $20,000 just in, in, in healers and in medicine and supplements and God knows what. And I was honestly just getting sicker and sicker. And I was surrounded by a scene that just said, oh, but that's because you're just not visualizing hard enough. And, you know, that was great for two years. And then year five or six, I thought, no, this is wrong. I am, I am not 100% responsible for what's happening with my body. And I'm not 100% control of this body either. Of course it matters if I... Let's say I'm in severe pain and I think I'm going to die versus I think I'm or I think I can handle this and I know it will change in 10 minutes. Yes, that absolutely shifts the state of my body. And I believe in those things, but I am not I'm not 100% responsible for this. I'm also being lived. I'm also being danced. I feel more that I'm a co-creator in a web rather than it's just me. It's not just me. Yeah. And, you know, some people are born without a leg and they're going to have to make meaning out of that. I was born in this body and I get to make meaning out of that. And I do. And and so I think it came out of trying so, so, so hard to, I call this mentally masturbate myself out of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love it. That's so good. Yeah. And so it didn't work. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that brings up a much, I guess, more zoomed out spiritual conversation around, Mm -hmm. you know, different camps of thought, different schools of thought around like, okay, Mm -hmm. how much is it you? Like if I choose, I want more money, I'm going to get it versus like, actually, you know, (laughs) you don't get to decide any of it. You know, even my, my partner and I constantly have this conversation because we're opposites. And again, Mm. of course, because we then give each other the medicine we need to balance out where he's like, oh, I didn't choose you, (laughs) which sometimes I'm like, come on, (laughs) can you just pretend you did? Um, He's like, it was chosen for us. You know, like he's very that like that. And I'm like, "Um, dude, I chose you, (laughs) like, you know, and, and obviously it's not just around that conversation, but the idea that like everything's just you just surrender to, to God, to the divine, to the you know divine will, whatever, versus like, oh no, if I really put my head to it, roll up my sleeves, do the things like, whether it's spiritually or through biohacking, right? Like, it's like, it doesn't even mm-hmm. matter what the modality is, but that I have the ability to change my life. And I, 
like you said, I think it's a co-creation. It's like, actually, this is a partner dance. Yeah. And it's not one or the other. Yes, I do get to change the dance if I move my left foot forward first or whatever. Um, the other person or the other energy I'm working with is going to respond and vice versa. But I have to also be attuned to what they need. Are they moving in a different direction? Then I'm moving in the different direction. And, um, and that, yeah, it's like, it's neither this nor that, but we all have a tendency to sort of lean into one more yeah. than the other. And it's sounding like in your journey, what happened was there was this like, yes, I can, I'm empowered. I can do it. I'm going to do mm-hmm. the meditations. I'm going to do the whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, actually, fuck, you know, I feel like this surrender into letting myself be led a little bit more is it, it feels more tr- true to my journey. And it's about not making illness wrong for me, mm-hmm. like the connected to that, which is to not make it wrong when I'm in pain, that doesn't mean something is going wrong. It doesn't mean I did something wrong. It doesn't mean that we failed in my health journey, my healing journey. I don't even use the word healing anymore. Cause I don't feel like I'm cause healing feels like I'm trying to get somewhere. Oh uh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. like go that I'm even trying to get somewhere right now. My priority is that I learn to be in support with what my body needs. I have, I have completely given up and that was a gift that it's ever going to get better. And that's okay. That's what I felt the last four weeks. I'm like, okay, so maybe this is it. That's just that. And that acceptance was really nice. And, 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 you know, sometimes I think nature is such a beautiful teacher because a thunderstorm will, will break down a tree, right? It's brutal. Mm -hmm. Nature has brutal elements to it. And I think we sometimes expect that our lives should all be cute and not everything is cute (laughs) (laughs) right this is this is rough and and what my body produces every 10 days is really really rough and maybe it's part of life in a way that i might never fully comprehend Mm -hmm. and and really it's it's been so deeply about no longer making it wrong yeah nothing's gone wrong my body's just having an expression Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, you know, you were talking about the healing, like not using that word anymore because mm-hmm. it has us need to get somewhere, which again, yeah. just like, yeah, you know, this is, <laughs> this is the piece of the, you know, distorted sort of masculine shadowy side of our productivity culture, right? It's mm-hmm. like, we have to get somewhere. We're trying to go somewhere. Like there's just this, like, got to go from A to B, right? It's got to happen. And of course there's beauty in the the force of the dynamic masculine. Um, Mm -hmm. But that this idea of like, oh, well, what if healing is actually about realizing you don't need to get somewhere? (laughs) Like it's literally the exact opposite, right? It's like, oh, I heal when I realize there's nowhere to go. About a year ago, I hit rock bottom with my health journey. I got an autoimmune disease on top of this, which pretty much if somebody knows it's called Grace disease, but it made me not sleep for four months, have wow. permanent tremors, panic attacks, uh, heart rate of 150. It was like you are like on on some kind of, on like 20 cups of coffee the whole day, every day, no breaks. So by mm. the end of month three, I was as exhausted as I could have ever, ever been. And I was speaking to my therapist and I said, this is it. This is rock bottom. I can't take it anymore. This, I can't, this is it. And she just said, hallelujah, congratulations. We're finally there. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, excuse me? And she's like, really? Congratulations. You're finally here because now you're going to give up the fight. Now you're going to stop fighting and trying to get somewhere. Now just go be here. She was right. And Ooh, sometimes rock bottom so is a moving. blessing. <laughs> I'm having experience over here. You can't see me, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How did that feel to you at that point? I had no other choice but to give up. Yeah. I had no other choice but to give up. And that was a blessing because mm-hmm. I stopped trying so hard. I stopped thinking mm-hmm. that I had to fix it. I stopped trying to heal. I just let myself fall apart. Yeah. And, and it was it, it brought me to a place of acceptance mm-hmm. because I had no other choice. I, all I could do was accept. And, and now that helps me. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, now that helps me. It helps me to to, to just put everything in perspective. And, and, and really what I think what you're also speaking to is that this this drive to make it better, to always make it better, make it better, to heal, to heal, to fix it, to fix it, to deal with it, to deal with it. It wasn't serving me. I've I've found so much more maybe actual like actual progression after I gave up Mm. can you say more to that like was it like just pragmatically right like how did that show up when you said it it actually I had like a full-time job going to healers and chiropractors and acupuncturists and and Mm. and god I don't even know like it was most of my time and I stopped all of it. I just stopped. Yeah. I stopped all of it. I made sure there was one therapist who could deal with the darkness that was coming up in me. And that was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I went back to kind of the lightness of support. If like, I feel like a massage today and going to get that versus shit, my body's sick. I need to make sure I at least have weekly acupuncture because otherwise things are going to go wrong. Mm. I cl- and like practically just cleared my schedule. What happened? I'm I'm getting better. <laughs> wow! Right? Wow! <laughs> I stopped all my supplements. I just stopped. Mm-hmm. I stopped controlling every bite that I eat. Like, this is also something we we just think it's like, oh, just stop eating gluten and just stop eating sugar and just do this. The mental work that that took for me every day to think, okay, but I can't have the nightshade and I can't have something antihistamine and I I should have something FODMAPy and I should have an intermittent like. Oh my God, the monitoring, the monitoring drove me nuts. Mm. I just thought, screw it. I'm just going to eat what I feel like. And you've been feeling better. I'm feeling better. Wow. Oh, what a grand permission slip to the world you just gave everyone. (laughs) Go fuck it. (laughs) But there's, I mean, there is so much uh, value to weighing out the mental effort Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the energy leaks, right? Because I mean, if we, if we break it down, it's like, what are we? We're just fucking life force. Like we're, okay. We're like you said, a flesh. I don't use that. I don't love that term, but the flesh suit or something. What do people say? Meat suit, something. Flesh suit. Flesh yeah. suit, right? <laughs> um, being animated by life force, right? I sort of, I like to go a little more poet. I'm like, we're just like a vessel <laughs> um, that's animated by life force, but 
life force is the core of it all. It's our chi, it's our shakti, it's our, you know, whatever, depending on who we are and what we identify as and what energies we're moving through us. But like, ultimately the most, to me, the most generic general umbrella thing is life force. It's life force. We just have life force moving through us. And when we think about what leaks our energy, often what might really assist and nourish our 3D body right? It might actually be really great to take those supplements and not eat the gluten and not do the things, but it's like, that's just one body that we're working with and one realm and one reality we're working with. And then there's also energy leaks and the amount of energy it takes to do all those things may actually seek, like, like it might, um, like seep out from so many other parts of your body in ways that we don't really understand but of our consciousness, our existence, our presence, our energy field, right? So it's like, it's it's such a, it's a fascinating thing to just watch in our own bodies. Cause I've had a, such a similar thing. Like I was on all, a shit ton of supplements last year trying to do some hormonal rebalancing. And it was just like, I remember Chris and my partner kept being like, I don't think this, this is, this is the answer. And I'm like, stop it. I paid so much money for this. I'm going to, I'm committing to it. I'm doing it, you know? And then at the end of the day, of course, um, I just stopped everything and was like, you know what? I think I feel either the same, but with more energy, cause I don't have to worry about it or yeah. better. I can't, you know, I can't fully tell, but it definitely wasn't necessarily helping. And I just think there's so many people, um, out there and this, you know, ties into the consumerism, right? It's like, there's this, you know, part of what I was curious about as we were discussing, hey, what do we want to talk about and where can this conversation go pre, um, pre the podcast was, Mm -hmm. you know, I was thinking like, okay, is this about capitalism in the body? Is it about scarcity mindset? Is it about, um, something else that we haven't pinpointed, you know, we love to just blame capitalism. And there's this part of me that's like, it's not really like, I don't, I'm not anti-capitalism per se. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful that you and I can go, okay, we're going to start this company. We're going to do, we're going to offer these services and we're going to make a shit ton of money. And we're going to use that money to make our lives better. Like, that's great. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do that if we weren't living in capitalism, (laughs) right? So on the one hand, I'm like strong fan, like really, really like having money and being able to generate it um, and choosing how much. And on the other hand, there is, you will hear me constantly talking about, oh, you know, blaming shit on capitalism. (laughs) And so I'm curious, I don't know what your thoughts are around this, but, you know, do you feel it is um, like a shadow side of capitalism or uh, something else that we haven't quite figured out that puts, that oppresses our body and puts us into these um, like pressure cookery situations? Yeah, I think if I can nerd out a little bit here, I think it's it's a consequence of industrialism. So of when we, I forgot what the English word was, but when you are like a line worker, mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, what's it called? Like like bringing a car together. Yeah, you need to be there from ten to six because that whole line depends on it. Yeah, right. And so you are a machine. You're literally part of a machine. And so that's how you have to be there. You have to be predictable. You have to be consistent. And I think that's very prevalent still in our society. What is happening now, what I love with the work that you and I do in this massive industry on Instagram is that it's a different paradigm of of what showing up for your purpose, what showing up for your business even looks like. 
because if I push myself today when I actually I'm in a severe amount of pain, I push myself to post something, everybody's going to feel it. Nobody's going to click on it. <laughs> right? yeah. So my business only works if I'm actually present with it, if I actually bring real energy to it rather than being smart or pushing through. So it's a completely different industry. I'm very on off. I didn't post for three months just now. Mm-hmm. And now only now I'm feeling the energy to post again. And I, I, I'm, I don't have the luxury or the ability to push through anything anymore. And that's also also really good because I'm yeah, okay, I didn't post for three months. I'm still okay. My business is okay. My Instagram is okay. My clients are okay. Everybody's fine. And that's what's being coded in my cells constantly is that I'm actually totally fine. Also, when I need a three-month break, mm. nothing is blowing up. We all think we're in a rush and we have to be there tomorrow. We have to do that. Actually, it's not true. Mm. And it's not just physical illness, also mental illness, you know? Like if you have yeah. depression or something... My God, that you have to push through that is so sad to me versus just taking care of yourself and maybe going into a hermit for a while, whatever it is, like everything has seasons, everything has depressive periods. We, uh, yet we don't allow human beings that. And I think this whole new industry of just online coaches, online teachers, online world is allowing for this to come out Mm. of like, oh, I get to lead it differently. And actually, my business works better if I lead it differently. What do you think is and, the difference? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Keep no, going. Ask. Keep it going. No, please ask. I was just gonna, I was just curious if you have a sense of the difference between someone who is posting, let's use posting as an example, since that's what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. posting inconsistently to their business Mm -hmm. or showing up inconsistently to their business because they're honoring their body and, Mm -hmm. and having a hard time, like actually their business is not really working very well because of the, well, maybe because of the inconsistency, or maybe that's just what the, that person thinks. And then someone who successfully does it. Do you have a sense of what the difference is there? There can be many, many reasons. Like I, I will uh, be transparent that like the first nine months, funny enough, nine months, the first nine months of my business, I worked very hard at creating a foundation. Mm-hmm. And so I have that warm relationship with most of my followers. Mm-hmm. I have a really nice podcast. I have really nice courses that kind of keep going. So there is a foundation that kind of feels, it feels like it picks up mm-hmm. when I'm not actively there. Yeah. And, and so that is there for sure. And I put a lot of energy and time into creating that. But again, after those nine months, I, I don't, I think I didn't do anything for three, four months again, because that that's at least how my system works. I have spurts of energy mm-hmm. and then months of nothing, just not a day, months of just nothing. Yeah. And, and I've come to get to know my own system and the highs will always come back. The energy will always return. I will always be come back or come back into something creative. And so it's really about trusting your ups and downs. A lot of people will um, be inconsistent because they are in resistance. Mm. They're in resistance to having to do something. And so a lot of the work that we get to do that you and I do, right, in order to run these kind of things is really dismantling all the shoulds. I should post every day. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Like throw it off the table. Now, when do you want to post? Okay, different feeling. A lot of energy for a lot of people in this work is put in the resistance rather than the act of choosing for something. Mm-hmm. And I think that costs a lot of energy and people can feel that. 
Yeah. 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 So I feel like there's a question there about um, like feeling into it. It's like there's there's <laughs> something I see. Maybe I'll start with an observation and it'll turn into a question. Mm -hmm. There's something I see about people who are in devotion to energy cultivation, to mm -hmm. alignment, which in your case isn't, you know, the version that the people were talking about, like, oh, you have to be healthy to be in alignment, but just actually mm -hmm. listening to your body is the alignment. Mm -hmm. um, but there's something about like being in alignment, energy cultivation, and trusting your cycles that mm -hmm develops a level of potency mm -hmm. energetically that does draw people in. Mm -hmm. And I think there is just going back to the line worker, assembly worker concept. I think we are, if we really zoom out and look historically where we are, we're in a place where machines are taking over, like actual machines can now do mm -hmm. most of the stuff. And mm -hmm. so we get to now go back into a time where the body is king and queen yes right and so we get to actually say you know what now the the stuff that only humans can offer are have a texture and energy of nature to it because it's cyclical the machine stuff we leave to the machines the consistency the predictability the reliability we mm -hmm. leave to the machines but we now as humans our asset, what we can provide our gift to the world is not predictability and consistency. It's actually the thing the machines can't give, which is an, an, a resonance, a code, a something of nature that the, the machines don't necessarily have. So again, I still don't really have a question. I don't know, I'm just sort of rambling, but like I'm going through like, what are some of the, 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 the thoughts that this conversation is evoking for me just in terms of where we are historically, our evolution as humans and who's listening and who isn't, you know, like there's this still. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's so beautiful what you're saying now, because honestly, that means Nadia that people like you and me are people who were forced to listen. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Because I have lots of people around me that can push through my partner is definitely somebody who just goes oh i don't feel good today it's okay i'll go to yoga and then i'll do this and i'll do this and then i'll do this and he right. just and he just keeps on going <laughs> and it suits him it's great he doesn't have to listen to his body <laughs> he doesn't and and that's his journey i fully respect that people like you and myself we have we are forced to listen and because of that i think there's a wisdom coming out of these kind of stories <laughs> that matter so much yeah like i my body's my priority and and not because i chose it to be because i'm i'm forced for it to be yeah and <laughs> yeah and i'm grateful for that and i'm grateful for that but i'm definitely i'm forced to make it a priority yeah and it's so true <laughs> it's so true i'm just giggling because i just came back from burning man um and i had all these high intense. expectations oh my god so intense i did a solo episode about it so i'm not gonna go into it too too much but basically uh the the short version of the story is that you know i went with all these i went with a whole bunch of friends all these expectations mm -hmm. that like I was just going to party my face off and, you know, do all these things. And, uh, my body was like, and that's cute. 
that was a cute expectation. <laughs> and I um, had to really come up against so many moments, you know, I'm like even years into this work, knowing that like my body is my compass, knowing that my body's my ally, knowing how she speaks to me. Like I know all this stuff. Right. And of course it's my soul's journey in this lifetime. So I'm like, okay, fine, here we go again. And it's like, just little things like riding on the bike was like 10 times harder for me than for anyone else. Like getting to midnight, everyone was like, woo, the night's starting. I'm like, I think I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> like, like, just all these things that were occurring. And one night I attempted to override my body. It was hilarious. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm definitely going out. We're definitely doing and my body. It was like, listen, biatch, let me remind you who's the, who's the boss. And I was, yeah, like definitely bedridden. And so it's, yeah. it's, um, it's very humbling. It's, uh, it's really beautiful to continue to deepen into the journey of this, because I think what's given me personally, the most peace, like on a deep, deep fucking level, like the most peace is realizing that we all came here this lifetime for different reasons to work different things. Yeah. And what causes so much suffering is when we have any sort of comparison around like, oh, well, this person, you know, is so good in this area. And why do I suck in this area? And like, we all do that consciously or unconsciously. And to just be like, oh, this is the area that is easy for me. And this is the area in my life that's always just going to be challenging or constantly giving me lessons. And that that's okay. It's what I signed up for on some level, right? And that that in itself can be then alchemized and transmuted into beautiful lessons for the world. And I think that's where like our personal journeys, you and I with our bodies is not just for us. It's then, okay, we ended up, you know, coaches, not by accident, but we're here to then be like, hey, to have conversations like this podcast, right? And be like, hey, actually, here's how you can make this be the biggest gift ever given to you yeah and to the world right because how can beautiful. I just add one thing to your um to your uh yeah. man story because mm -hmm. it's such a great story and I for me the one of the biggest things that I'm taking from this that time is scarce mm. it actually is I don't have all the time in the day just like you don't have all the time to do all the things you want to do in Burning Man and I don't have it and I resisted that and it pissed me off and it made me so sad for so many years because I would feel this pain of not being fully self-actualized. Mm. Like there were so many things I desired to create and to do and to deepen and I just couldn't. And now I'm starting to see what a gift it is because it's, it's bringing me back to what I actually find important. I am so intentional with everything that's in my life mm -hmm. because I, I can't hang out with five friends in a week. I just can't. Yeah. It's going to be three. So it's going to be three really good ones. Yeah. Right. I can't be at the party until 2 a.m. I can be there maybe for an hour. So that hour, I'm going to enjoy it so fully and hang out with the people that I really want to hang out with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't like another thing is I really care about my work. My work is actually my priority over my social life, over my friendships, mm -hmm. because I've learned that actually I value this more. Mm -hmm. And, and so I will prioritize that. And, and, and 
the the to feel that time is actually scarce was actually such a blessing in disguise because i'm now i feel so intentional about everything that's happening in my life and i'm a full yes to everything that's happening in my life mm -hmm. and i wasn't before there were so many things distracting me and fomo and god knows what i don't have that anymore it's it's i'm only doing what i am fully aligned to do mm. being a full yes to the things that yes. you choose to add and this is where like there's the you're being danced with and then there's also mm -hmm. the creator right you're like i'm intentional mm -hmm. about who and when and what i do in the hours i do have like it is that co-creation so I love that. I'm so curious. I wonder if um, <laughs> you have the 28th gene key in your chart by any chance. I don't know. I'm going to check oh, it. Yeah. Where is it? Um, where, like the chart or? Oh, the 28th? No, I don't. You don't? Oh, interesting. Okay. No, Just because it, it came up because I obviously I have it in my chart. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't mm -hmm. know that much about it. But it there is a lot of like a sense of urgency and there's a oh, specific yeah. relationship to time um and feeling so my, like my, my life's work in gene keys is impatience and timelessness oh okay well there you go so there's another one that's very similar well so my life's work is the 28th and i think so in that sense we resonate a lot because yeah, yeah there there i always have this like oh my god like i'm gonna die before i get everything done yes and um it's my my kryptonite it's like it's what drives me but not in a good way right it's like the toxic version of what drives me instead of just uh, i don't know infinite love i guess it's the, is the good driving force um mm -hmm. and so yeah there is and also we some of us have that in our sort of in our like programming but then also there's just socially right that we are in a mm -hmm. world that's in such a rush all the time and I did feel like, I think different people are set up differently, but as I was going through the process of Burning Man, you know, we're just like biking really fast. Like, oh, look at this art, look at this. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go at like half this pace yeah. to actually see and appreciate what it is I'm driving by. And, and it, it wasn't like, all of my friends were actually able to appreciate everything at that pace. And I just came to realize like, oh, I just go at half the pace that most people do. And because I, I, I woke up one morning at like 4 a.m. and was like, I'm going to do a little solo adventure. And I went out to, you know, deep into the playa where there's a lot of art. And I just got to like take my time just going like, I want to go to this piece and I'm going to stay as long as I want at this piece until I feel complete. And now I'm going to go there and now I'm going to do this. And, and just realizing that again, cognitively, I know all of this, like go at the pace that feels right for you. Yeah. And being in the experiential embodiment of it was so powerful for me. Cause I was like, Oh, it's okay, honey. Like you don't have to, cause I was feeling so much pressure. Like, and I was getting teased a little, very like, you know, from a, from a sweet place from my friends, they're like, yeah, Nadia is not allowed to get on a bike again. It has to be an electric bike from now on. Cause it's a hot mess. She's always in the back and getting lost. 
And, you know, I really was, I felt like that, like, it was like a return to, although I never had this as a child growing up, but I felt myself be like that, that child archetype. That's like trying to keep up with everyone. And like their glasses are falling off their nose. And like, it's just like a little bit of a hot mess. And (laughs) when I was there on my own, I didn't feel that I felt the queen energy in me. I felt myself being led by something deeper. I felt Mm. um, my heart and my connection to the art and my heart, like it just was such a, profoundly different experience in the same environment and I was like oh oh this is this is big you know and this is really big Nadia you're giving me goosebumps oh I'm giving myself goosebumps (laughs) and so you know we all get to trust our pace and trust our cycles and I think that's sort of the overarching thing of today like in our our little conversation is that it's 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 just about like, <laughs> I just got the cliche, you know, that like you do you boo, <laughs> but like that's what comes up is like, you just have to trust that your own pace is the way in which you will receive the deepest, most potent aliveness that's possible to you while you're here. I'm going to make it even stronger because I think you just so beautifully described it i think this is about moving it from the little girl to the queen yeah and instead of thinking like i'm sorry i'm more tired today i have to go slower mm-hmm. to i i want to go slower mm-hmm. right and and feeling how that's actually a gift to the space and and how and how many things like I'm in John Wyland's teacher training and I always like whenever I can't join a practice because I'm tired I'm like I'm sorry guys I really just really can't and I over explain myself and I feel so bad for what I did like the ripples of that when actually that's the little girl that's just going I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry towards the woman that says this is what it is this is just what is yeah and I trust that (laughs) And I trust that. I trust and, that. And that's exactly it. It's from the little girl to the queen. It's exactly mm-hmm. what you described. That's so beautiful. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank mm. you for putting a little stamp on that at the end, a little underline, a bolding, <laughs> italicize, <laughs> you know, all the things. Um, yes, that is exactly the energy. And yeah. oof, this is my, yeah, it's my prayer for everyone listening because we've all, we've all, or we have different moments and different situations where that comes up, we get apologetic and and we feel unconsciously that pressure to keep up with a certain pace that maybe is actually not right. (laughs) What if that pace is not actually even, and maybe it's right for some people. Like I actually look at some of my friends, I'm like, no, that's totally their pace. You know, (laughs) like you said, like your partner, you're like, he's like, fine, I get up, I do it or whatever, you know? Um, my partner's pace is like one hundredth slower than me. Like I'm the fast one, which is hilarious, you know, <laughs> but then I'm with friends where I'm the slow one. So I have, it gave me empathy too, to be on the other side, like, oh shit, now I understand. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so for all of us to just honor and trust that and trust that every single thing that is happening in our life is a gift to us. And then to the collective, if we transmute it into that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what everybody needed to hear. Somebody just needed a permission slip to slow down. Mm-hmm. And now you are one. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Perfect. you know, it's so interesting because embodiment, 
obviously is the world that I love to dance in. And mm. um, as you were talking about slowing down, I'm like, oh, like one thing about you that has always, it, it just became a conscious thought in this moment, but that has always been so magnetizing about you is like how, like how you pronounce your words, how slow you go, like with your speech. <laughs> and I just, like, I just realized that about, like, I'm a very fast talker. I've slowed down tremendously since a few years ago, <laughs> but I'm still <laughs> like, my mind is like, you know, so like a little, just, uh, I don't know, butterfly, like just going around. And um, I magnetize towards the slowness because I think on a deep level, that's the pace that feels right for me. Yeah. Right. So um, just want to offer that reflection and that um, inspiration that it like budded in me to like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also used to be a butterfly and a, yeah. and a little sparkle and just so all over the place. And I would just speak so fast mm-hmm. and nobody's ever reflected that back at me. So thank you. That actually feels really nice. I'm like, Oh yeah, I did slow down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's amazing, you know, for those listening, like how much we can do. I often do this exercise with people who are, who think very quickly is I have mm-hmm. them take a breath, like, of course it feels really awkward at the beginning, but you know, every, at the end of every sentence I say, okay, you know, you're going to take a slow inhale and a slow exhale. Okay. Now keep going. And it drives them crazy because we're breaking a habitual pattern. Um, and they're trying to tell me a story, you know, in our coaching session and I'm like, Nope, another breath. Okay. Now keep going. And, um, I share that because it's a great exercise for anyone, not necessarily even the speech version, but like, let's say a doing version, like you're doing the dishes. Can you slow it down to half the pace? Can you take a breath between one plate and the other? Like there's just Mm -hmm. ways in which we can just notice, oh, maybe actually taking it down a notch feels better for me. Um, And then maybe not. So for me, the, the, the emptiness feels good. So mm. for instance, my calendar is very empty. Um, I have at least one day where I just go into my hermit zone every week. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I almost want to close this conversation with a permission that you get to be that and that there's nothing wrong. Because for me, my early 20s, I thought I had to be at every party, at every gathering, know everybody, be part of it all. Mm-hmm. And somehow when I reached my 30s, it shifted where I started appreciating my solo, very quiet inward time. Mm -hmm. And it feels like that's the time where I actually connect to myself. And from the outside, it may look like I spend a day kind of in bed doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But to me, they are so rich. They're Mm -hmm. so full. And I think people who are kind of maybe forced due to their health to, to, to lay low a lot, you might think it's a punishment or you might think it's not it's not living life and i've actually come to experience that there's so much depth in in those very quiet nothing moments where it's just me staring out of the window and i have no idea what happened all day and then the next day i'm able to go outward again and and i'm starting to honor that now and get i'm coming back to not making any part of this wrong Mm. it's not it's not, nothing has gone wrong for me to do that. 
It is Mm -hmm. the wisdom of my body that's saying this is how our energy gets to be and gets to flow. And this is what we need in a week. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. So be a hermit. Be a hermit. (laughs) I mean, I'm all about that. I definitely spend days also where it looks like I'm doing absolutely nothing. And I'm like, if I don't have those days, I'm, I I can't function. Um, and super solo. Like I'm like, you know, living alone, like just in the house alone. (laughs) I'm like, I need that. That's what I need. I've accepted it. It's not weird. (laughs) So it's not weird. Nope. Let your freak flag fly guys. And if that means (laughs) it doesn't fly, it just sits in bed. That's perfect. Um, awesome. Okay. What a great, what a great way to complete Mm. for, for now. Um, I know we have, I'm sure we'll have so many other juicy conversations, maybe on this platform, Mm. other platforms, because there's always so much to talk about. And, um, I just want to wrap us up by, um, just having you share if people happen to not be connected with you already, obviously (laughs) we'll have, you know, all the links in the show notes, but, um, where's the best place for people to find you, to find out a little bit more about your work, the courses that you have, the programs you're running. So my main platform is Instagram, Sophie Josefina, both with an S and PH. And I have my own podcast where I mostly interview men to bridge the conversation between men and women, masculine and feminine. And uh, all my courses are always uh, linked in Instagram. So that's my main platform. Awesome. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you, Nadia. Oh, thank you. Mm. I appreciate you, your wisdom, your body's so wisdom. Much your grace and um you're just an inspiration to me so thank Mm -hmm. you thank you honey if this episode juiced you up turned you on and got you interested in private coaching with me head on over to nadiamunla.com the work with me page outlines everything the time containers the price points who i work with and so on and so forth. And if you still have questions after that, um, you can email us at info at to inquire about applications or anything else that was not answered on the page. And then when I receive your application, if I feel like we're a fit, we always hop on an exploration call before we commit to anything. And this to me is like, Uh, going on a date, (laughs) going on a coaching date. And we do that in order to really confirm that this is a relationship we both want to enter into for a period of time. We get clear on what it is that I can support you with, whether I am the best person to support you and how we will do so. So if this is you, I can't wait to get your application and hop on the phone with you soon. If you enjoyed the guest on this episode, you can head on over to the show notes to get more info on their bio, their work, their website, and all the good stuff. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We would love for you to rate and review the show, and I'd love to know your takeaways from the episode. You can do that by DMing me on Instagram at Nadia Munla.